1: So then I said, that's not a chicken. (laughs) Get it? Uh, Anyway, well, time to make some rounds What a call friend. Uh, yeah? Yeah, have I got Nick? You sure do, buddy. Oh, (laughs) good. Now, what's this about? I just want to tell you. I appreciate you, Nick. Oh, jeez, now. That really makes me... Oh, come on, now. Hello? You've reached Walking. Whoops. Wrong number. know. Okay. Bye-bye now. Yes, you've reached the governor. Nathan. I was sitting here by the phone waiting for a ring. Oh, man. You startled me. Well, anyway, Arnold, I just wanted to call and let you know I saw your Super Bowl commercial, and, you know, um, all in all, it it, it, it wasn't that bad. Oh, jeez,
0: your approbation means the world to me.
1: Okay, Arnold, gotta go now. Bye-bye.
0: I don't know who this is, but I want to warn you that I have a very particular set of skills. Oh, God. Just kidding. Leave a message after the beep.
1: Oh. Oh, okay. Message. Um, uh. Um, hi there, big guy. Um, uh, just wanted to let you know that, uh... I've uh, been thinking about you, and, um, uh... that, um... Uh, just keep up the good work. Uh, okay. Um, all right. Bye now. Bye. All right. Made the rounds successfully for today. Um...
0: Now, where was I at that chicken joke? I just called to say I love you. Oh, man. Anybody else want to hear the end of that chicken joke? I don't. My wife woke up the other day singing I just called to say I love you. Try getting that song out of your head after waking up to that. Whew! Reminds me of High Fidelity. Top five crimes perpetrated by Stevie Wonder. Um, Anyway. So welcome back, everybody, to the podcast. That was a little bit of uh, a bit of fun at the beginning. Just a bit of fun. No, it's just to illustrate a little bit of the point of what we're going to be talking about today, which is relationships. Relationships. Okay, let's start that again. Relationships. (laughs) Okay. wow. Once you start off like that, it's just kind of all downhill from there relationships are important for really anything. Everybody I've been listening to recently, I hear, listen to a lot of biohacking and, you know, health podcasts and stuff like that. And all of them are saying one of the top hacks for uh, longevity are relationships. And it's not really a hack. It's just kind of like what we do, what we're programmed to do as humans. We are social animals, right? We're programmed to be social, but it's something that we have lost sight of a lot recently with the pandemic and with social media and you know, all that stuff. So I just thought it would be important to talk about relationships from a lot of different angles today. And yes, the thing at the beginning of calling up a bunch of people, obviously not calling up celebrities, because first of all, they're not going to take your call. And if you do get through, it's not going to be them. But calling friends, calling people in your life that you care about, People that have been there for you, who've done stuff for you, who you appreciate, who you're grateful for. It's kind of a good practice sometimes just to call people up or to text them if you can't do that and just say, hey, just want to let you know I've been thinking about you and I really appreciate having you in my life or whatever it is, some form of that, just spread some gratitude, really make somebody feel good. Um, And it has to come from the heart, obviously. Don't just blow smoke up somebody's ass because you want something from them or something. But just somebody who you really care about, maybe a relationship you've been neglecting, or somebody you just haven't talked to in a while, reach out to them and and tell them you appreciate them. Tell them that they mean a lot to you. It goes a long way. I know that happens to me from time to time. And it makes my day, It makes me feel better, makes me feel more connected. And that's really what it's all about. Now, We can take this a step further, obviously, and talk about relationships when it comes to being an artist and your art career, which, of course, that's important because this is an art podcast. After all, relationships are great in general. It will help your longevity. It will help your health in general if you do kind of foster these really good relationships in your life in general. But how does this translate to your art career? Well, it's a good practice from time to time to reach out. Maybe you put this on your list, maybe you mark it on your calendar, but I know for me from time to time, I will just reach out to people. Like for example, this last year I had a collector who I think collected five of my pieces over the course of the year. And it was one of my slower years because, you know, coming off the pandemic and there was some, you know, economic problems. People were not selling quite as well. I still sold well, but it was not one of my best years. So this collector had collected like five pieces over the span of a few months and I just wanted to reach out to them at the end of the year and say, hey, you know, I hope you had a great end of your year. Looking forward to 2024. Wishing you all the best. You know, I really appreciate you collecting my work and supporting me, supporting the arts. And I just wanted to reach out and let you know that. And it was from the heart, you know, it really meant a lot to me. And I'm hoping that it meant a lot to this person too. I think people like to feel validated. I know people like to be appreciated. So I did that. You can do that in the form of writing a Christmas card or a holiday card, whatever your faith or religion is, wherever you're coming from. You can write like thank you cards. You can send those out to your collectors. I've done that in the past. I want to get back into it at some point. Uh, you just reach out to the people who you appreciate and let them know, hey, been thinking about you, really appreciate you, appreciate your support. It means a lot to me that you're supporting my work. You can even like send them a discount on your work if you want to be a little salesy. I think that's appropriate in a card. Um, do something like that. Foster these relationships but also kind of look down the road towards the future. I don't really do a lot of the discounts anymore because I really think that just reaching out to people and doing it in a heartfelt way goes a long way and I think you know, if somebody really is, you know, appreciative and and they like your work, I think that will be present in their mind, whether you offer them a discount or not, or say, hey, by the way, have you seen my new work? Check out my website or check out my social media. I think they will already have that in their mind. And if they were planning on buying something and Sometimes people are kicking around the idea and they just get busy and they forget. And then you reaching out to them, giving them a heartfelt thank you and appreciative message. Sometimes that'll be enough to make somebody go, oh, you know what? I was meaning to buy another piece from this artist. Uh, I think I'll take a look at the website. So that is a good way of just showing your appreciation, not expecting anything in return and maybe a healthy byproduct of that being Maybe they do buy something uh, down the road, and that's something that uh, you don't want to force, but like I said, can be a healthy byproduct of that communication. Another aspect on the topic of relationships is you know kind of fostering relationships with your artistic community. A lot of people nowadays do that online or they do it through social media. And that's wonderful. I mean, we do need that. And I do think that, that I've made a lot of great friends over my art marketplaces internationally, over social media internationally that I keep up with all the time. We DM each other. We've even called each other. Sometimes, you know, that done even a Zoom conversation. So I definitely have developed some real friendships. I've even had friends who've come over from like Europe and actually made a visit to the house or shipped their work to my house and then came over and picked it up and we ended up, you know, going out a couple of times and uh, you know, so these things are valid and, and and they are what you make of them. You can turn them into face to face relationships as well. But I'm also talking about your local Artistic relationships. You know, it's important to be a part of the artistic community. I've really fought against this for a long time when I was coming up because I wanted to be more of like an isolated artist and I had a lot of like actor friends and I had a lot of waiter friends and I had a lot of musician friends and stuff, but I didn't have a lot of visual artist friends. I would meet people at shows. I would meet people at whatever like workshops or um, something I was doing, a gallery um i would meet people and i would get along with them but i would just never really pursue it and i think a lot of artists do tend to be isolated creatures for the most part so Go that extra mile and try to develop uh, an artistic community. I used to do, I did a mastermind group at one point. You can do mastermind groups. You can get a group of people that you really like and come up with ideas and meet You know, every month or something like that. Or you can just do like what my friend um, Ariel Cohen is really good at and he, he goes around and he does like studio visits from time to time and he meets up with people and sees people's work and gets to know them a little bit better. That's a great way to pop in and see what's going on around you. That's something that's a lost art that I used to do quite a bit back in the day too which is something that they used to do back in the day, like Pollock and de Kooning and these all, these people. They would always visit each other's studio and see what people are up to. This was pre social media because they couldn't really see people's work in progress any other way at that time. You'd only see it when it was in a show or in a gallery or in a museum or something like that. But you couldn't see a work in progress without going to the studios. But I think it goes beyond just seeing the work in progress, but actually... Developing, uh, you know, communication with other artists, talking shop a little bit, developing some ideas, getting you know interpersonal relationships going. That's all very important. So those are things that you can do. You can do like there are many types of groups online that you can form now, kind of like support group type things, meetup groups, stuff like that. Look into that if you're kind of lonely and you're wanting to develop some relationships, but obviously just going on the gallery scene, going to openings, going to shows, hanging out with communities of like-minded people, like-minded artists. That's a great way to develop relationships. And to take that a step further, I wanted to ask you out there. I've been toying with this idea of doing like a phone a friend episode from time to time. And it's maybe it's a Zoom thing. So maybe it's not just like completely spontaneous like I call them up randomly, but maybe I text somebody be like, "Hey, you want to jump on a Zoom real quick?" I did that with Rustan back in the past, Paul Rustan, and we, you know, we met up in within a half an hour, but something just very spontaneous, impetuous, these kind of like a phone conversation, eavesdropping on a phone conversation between two artists. Is that something you'd be interested in? Because I think it could add some value. It could bring some stuff that's spontaneous out there, not just something from like an interview format where there are planned questions. A lot of it is improvisational too within an interview, but just having like a real kind of like eavesdropping on a phone conversation, I think could add some value. You never know what's going to come out of those. So that's another idea I'm having in the same genre of developing relationships, and how that could be maybe helpful or impactful for the listener as well. So let me know what you think on social media, DM me or, you know, leave comments wherever you're listening to this, if you think that's a good idea, and maybe I'll be pursuing that. Now, the last way I want to talk about relationships when it comes to our artistic careers in this episode is by talking about our business relationships. I'm talking about galleries. I'm talking about art representation. I'm talking about magazines, press. I'm talking about art marketplaces online. Uh, you know, you name it. Whatever has to do with your art career and your art business, that's the realm that we're talking about right now. Now, that's something that needs to be fostered as well. A lot of us have good relationships with art marketplaces or galleries, and this can go on for years or decades even. Some of these develop and each party's interested and they just have a good healthy flow. And others tend to get stagnant after a while because, you know, let's face it, there's a lot of new artists out there. There's a lot of artists that get cycled in that come in, artists of the month, artists of the year. And sometimes you can almost get, you know, Put on the back burner, not put on the back burner, but you don't get you're not always going to be in the spotlight all the time. Now, this is why I always recommend having uh, a lot of things going at once, a lot of galleries, a lot of shows, a lot of art marketplaces, a lot of social media going because, you know, chances are one or some of those are going to hit at different times. It's important to do that. It's a thing where you don't want to put all of your eggs in one basket. And we've talked about that a lot. But I'm talking about how do you kind of foster these relationships? Well, it's similar to what I was doing at the beginning, calling people and uh, talking about calling friends or just developing relationships. You do have to check in from time to time. So I will check in with galleries or gallery owners or people that I have relationships with from time to time. I will reach out. A lot of times it's something that, you know, maybe you can provide some value when you're reaching out. So it's not just like a, hey, I'm calling because I want a favor type situation, but hey, you know, I was thinking about you. Um, I I was wondering if this would be something you'd be interested in. Maybe you have like an article that they'd be interested in. Maybe you want to um, connect them with somebody who might be beneficial to them. Uh, Or it could be just as simple as you're reaching out to say hello and, you know, I just wanted to show you this new body of work I've been working on and, you know, see if they're interested. And the people who are interested in your career will typically bite with that. Other people will be busy and you just have to find unique creative ways to kind of get a hold of them and to add some value And to, you know, get them to kind of organically look at your work through that method as well. But also like for me with art marketplaces from time to time, I will reach out to some of the support emails from time to time. And I'll just like try to get a little bit in the public eye. I'll reach out and I'll say, hey, you know, I I just wanted to share this piece or this body of work that I'm really proud of recently. And I'll provide them with a link from the art marketplace from their platform and say, just was wondering if you'd be interested or any of the curators on the platform would be interested in highlighting this or something. Uh, Now this is something I want to add a little caveat to this. Do not be one of these artists who are so pushy because it'll harm you more than it'll help you. But if you do it from time to time and you do it tastefully and you're not pushy and you're like just reaching out in a good way And like I said, maybe you're adding some value first and then you drop this in. I think that's a healthy way to kind of stay on the radar and to get some eyeballs on your work and maybe to get them to go, oh, yeah, we haven't highlighted this artist in a while. Uh, Thank you for reaching out. I'll pass this along. And then maybe you'll pop up in a collection, an email newsletter or like one of the curator's collections or something down the road. And then it's, you know, it's worthwhile. And a lot of times they'll say no or they'll say, hey, we're really busy at the moment, blah, blah, blah. Or they'll send you some sort of cookie cutter response that is just like something they send to everybody. And that's okay. Sometimes you're going to get that. Sometimes you're going to get a real person. And sometimes you're going to get a person who's like, oh man, yeah, thank you so much. We've been so busy, but we'd love to highlight you in a, an upcoming collection. So just find a way to do that with balance and to do it tastefully and kind of you know, organically and make it seem like it's not desperate. Because look, Nothing kills your artistic career or your sales or anything like that or your relationships like smelling like desperation. (laughs) Believe me, it's just not an attractive trait to have in any form, whether it's a personal relationship or a business relationship. You do not want to come across as desperate. A lot of times I have even erred on the side of caution or been like, "Eh, you know what, I'm not going to reach out because I don't want to come across as desperate. So I will have to actually give myself a pep talk to do it from time to time and be like, look, this is part of business. You have to advocate for yourself because if you don't, nobody else is going to. So if you're like me at all, you do want to kind of step out of your comfort zone from time to time and reach out to these places, to these galleries, to your art representation, to collectors, to art marketplaces uh, on social media, whatever it is that you're trying to get your work out there. It's important to reach out from time to time and just say, hey, I'm here, I'm working. Uh, I'm really proud of this body of work I've got recently, thought you might be interested And leave it at that. And speaking of leaving it at that, I think that's enough for this episode, of the Living Artists Podcast. We're going to be talking about a lot of new stuff coming up. We've got some interesting ideas and formats coming out soon. So uh, stay tuned for that. But that's probably going to do it for this episode on relationships. Hopefully you got something out of it. Hope you're doing well out there, everybody. Uh, Stay creative. Be good to yourselves. Be good to everybody else. And we will see you next time.
1: Yellow. No for Mumford.
0: Yes, Mumford. I want you to stand up slowly and look outside your window.
1: Hang on, Liam. You're scaring me. I don't like this. Do it. Okay, okay. One second.
0: I just want you to know that I have found you, and I will kill you.
1: Oh, God, no!
0: Just kidding. Leave your message after the beep.
1: Wait a minute. He called me. What the...
0: This has been the Living Artist Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I just want you to know that I appreciate you being here and I'm grateful to be in your ears. Your art and creative life on this planet is meaningful, so thank you for sharing it with me. If you like this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, please subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also leave me a positive review to show your support. This helps me to reach more people with the algorithmic magic and keep the show going strong. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMSArtwork. Artwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.